Do you want to intro it? <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> I was I, I literally just was like, oh, I've got like a weird lump of air in my throat. And okay. I was like, at least I got a second because so I was about to do that. Okay, intro. I'll, do the, like, intro. I'll do, do the intro. Do you want to do the intro? It is Thursday, the 26th of October, 2023. Just in case we got what year it was. We're back for you Thursday edition of the Tahi. Why are you laughing? I don't know. I just felt like I was supposed to say something. And no, I, I take a pause so that I can do the <laughs> music intro. Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've had a lot of great feedback since I've been editing the podcast. You've been killing it. Yeah, I love it. Thank you. Pop no, off, I appreciate King. that. It's been, it's been a lot of sifting through copyright-free sound effects. I love that, though. Yeah, it's yeah. what they're for. That's why you have them. You Speaking of things I also love, uh, short working weeks. Oh yeah, I love them probably more than I love the long weekend. Yeah. But the beauty is you get both at the same time. Yeah, double whammy. Like, and, and and you know what's what would you rather the Friday off or the Monday off when it comes to long weekends? Personally, the Monday. Yeah. Personally, because like Friday I'm gonna go out anyway. Um, but like Monday it's it's like a surprise. Mm. It's like woo, one more day, and I get to sleep in once. Yeah. And I quite like that. Mm. Something about not being at work on a Monday feels way cooler than not being at work on a Friday. Something about uh, like as I've come to be an adult, staying up late on a Sunday feels exciting yeah it feels like I'm, I'm like breaking i'm not supposed to be doing it's a this. rush yeah, yeah i'm just like what am i doing i'm crazy it's, i'm it's crazy 11 o'clock on a sunday whoa wow. coming up on the show today we have a ton going on whether that be news 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 or um later on we got rebel reed from valkyrie yeah i'm real pumped Rebel's coming in. Uh, she's got a new single on the way. We're looking forward to that. Kuriro. We're catching up with Mirage shortly. We've got Paris Gobel with new trainers. We've got coupons. Coupons. Sorry, my brains. Coops. I need to finish this. Don't talk to me before I've had my morning coffee. Don't talk you know to what me I mean? before I've had my coffee. Should we do a millennial cringe episode? Oh, um... Hit my... Um... Uh, ouch! Um... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to think. What's, like, the most millennial... Um, like a Harry Potter joke. Oh yeah, yeah. Or oh, what else? I feel like there's good internet millennial jokes. I mean, I I suppose I can't do it without the assistance of Facebook. Yeah. Well, yeah. the millennial pause when you go, and then start filming. That's a hangover from original Snapchat, though. Mm. That's what that is. Yeah, you remember um, when on the old Instagram story, when you hit record, you had to wait a second. Yeah, you had to wait a second. And then everyone's making fun of millennials because they take a wee pause. Well, sorry that your Instagram was super flashy when you got it. Our phones didn't work as fast as they do today, all right? Jesus, give us a break. And we're also not that old. No, we're customers, actually. I'm I'm Gen Z, apparently. Oh, true that. 96? I don't think it's millennial. I think it's actually Gen Z. I think 97 is when Gen Z starts. Am I a millennial? I think, well, because I'm, I'm end of 94, right? Yeah. So we're like, it, with every generation, there's like that weird little pocket in the middle where you're kind of a both. Mm. Well, we remember 9-11, so that makes us millennials. Mm. And we do you remember life before the internet? Yes. Yeah, me too. So we're millennials. I think Gen Z is more like, you kind of just had it the whole time. And then Gen Alpha, the ones under that who love Skibbity Toilet. Oh, yeah. They're like never not, they've always had all the social media. Yep. No, Whereas, like, we didn't even have social media at one point. As a 96 baby, I am literally on the cusp of Gen Z and Millennial. Yeah. Millennial. We, we Gen walk Z started in, in both worlds. Uh-huh. Consider myself a bit of a daywalker myself. Yeah, a bit of a daywalker uh, myself. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Let's get into the show. 
Our illustrious guest joining me on the show today via Zoom. We're actually pre-recording this interview uh, ahead of time. Currently based in Tauranga, I'm very grateful to have the uh, lead singer of Mirage, Ben Horlock. How's it going, Ace? Kia ora, kia ora. I'm good, I'm good. How are you, brother? Yeah, not too bad, man. So today, Friday, when we're recording this, your latest single is out. How do you feel? Excited. You know, I'm excited <laughs> to have stuff finally out there. Um, all of us, all the boys, we've been, you know, we've been uh, writing music and rehearsing and doing little things here and there. But now it's finally, it's time to drop and it's out today and it's exciting and uh, seeing it online and being able to search it on Spotify and all that. It's just as a main feeling. So we're just pumped, you know, we're all excited. As. Yeah, it's, uh, it's got to be a special feeling. Debut single, all streaming plan platforms uh there's some visuals along with this uh single as well are they out yet yeah so they're on uh it went up on uh youtube today i'll probably start trying to whack it over onto reels and tiktok and all that soon but um yeah it's all out it's good to go as well it's all on youtube there it's cool to have the video out as well because took a little while trying to pick the right shots and it's all good to go so it's exciting everything's everything's there now man it's wicked it's a, it's a very high quality release for a debut single i think i really appreciate how much effort you guys have put in i mean i, mean, I got sent a press package last week um i've seen <laughs> you doing your tours of the radio stations and stuff like that this has been your debut uh, single. I want to know a bit about you and the boys from Mirage. How long have you boys known each other? How did you guys end up teaming up together? Yeah, sure. Uh, we haven't known each other for very long. We all met this year. Uh, yeah, the start of this year, really. Um, oh, wow. Uh, I was at a Bob Marley uh, tribute concert, and I met uh, Jarvin through this concert, and we just met up and had a jam, really, and we we kind of hit it off and realized that we were we kind of clicked so we thought we should just have a jam and and try write some tracks and all that and it went well so we thought let's make a band so we needed to find somebody who was um who was keen to hit some drums and uh then we came across benji over the hill he's in hamilton so we went and kicked it with him for a little a uh, little while and we all kind of just gelled together really well so we thought let's um let's proper do this so We've been just working on music for a while now. Uh, we came to the point where we needed to come up with a name. We were like, uh, you know, when you try to write a, a, a name for a band and everything just sounds dumb. Um, <laughs> so then we just decided on Mirage. It was the one. It was the one name that sounded cool to us that didn't didn't make us cringe. So we, we yeah. ran with that. And now now it's everything. And now it's time. You know, it's actually it's actually there. So yeah, we kind of all met through uh a little bit of chance i suppose with going to that show and um yeah it's been mean ever since you know and um from what i understand you guys are sort of no stranger um to performing together this being your debut single you have done a number of shows together is that right um we've done a few together together um mm. We've done, uh, everyone's kind of had their own little endeavors in music uh, separately. Uh, we got the opportunity, uh, I think it was the start of last month, we got to open for Corella their final uh, tour date uh, for their coming home tour in uh, the King's Lander up in Tamaki Makoto. Um, and that was unreal to like be in the uh, the presence uh, and just get, to, just get to jam with them. They were all just wicked people and we just got to spend the day with them. And so that was kind of our first, uh, I suppose you could say, big show. Like our first, like we've done little, like little, little sort of things in our own time, but that was the first official. Uh, that was when it felt like it stepped up a notch, and it was like, oh, we're actually doing this. It was yeah. like here we are, sound checking with uh, everyone from Corella. So that was a pretty cool one we got to do. Um, 
and that was really almost like for that one in particular it was quite a almost something to like look up to because we haven't done too much because we're such a fresh band we got to see this uh oh, this machine they were they were unreal live so um it was kind of like a, a wicked thing to for us to all kind of be inspired by but yeah we've um we've done some performances and we're excited to just try slap out some over summer you know and try to set some stages on fire yeah bro summertime it's the time for reggae bro you can't go wrong sure, with it bro, yeah, i do yeah. want to ask though i seen that um did you guys uh you performed at the international tattoo festival yeah man that was a that was a while ago though. that was that was um that was before the boys kind of came into the picture it was uh that was me uh, i want to say maybe a, more than a year now but yeah it was me i was just up there having a having a jam on the acoustic guitar so um but that was pre benji and jarvin jumping yeah, on stage yeah, yeah. and um, that was a fun one as well it was just strange as well because this was at the point where i had no tattoos so oh, really? i was like i was up there on stage <laughs> having a jam and um all these people walking around getting tattooed and there's just this little little kid kind of playing um <laughs> playing acoustic guitar probably wasn't the right fit but no it was a mean one nonetheless eh? <laughs> I, when i when i read that on the press release i was like the same time as on surprise i'm not surprised that there's like live performances at an international tattoo festival i think it's like yeah. really sick and like when i looked there when i watched the music video i was just like yeah that makes sense to me dude like seeing you perform yeah, there but, but hearing you had no tattoos at the time yeah, it was a while ago bro yeah so it's like i remember like i was on stage and you look around and it's kind of all these little booths and people are getting like they're, ink, they're getting inked up and it's like um then imagine you're just getting inked and then you look up and there's just this kid up there on stage like playing some acoustic cover you know it'd probably just be such a be unsettling bro yeah. <laughs> is that why you're like afterwards you were just like i need tattoos um this uh debut single of yours this record entirely into the maori yeah and I'm really curious about that writing process. Do you guys go into it and write the record in Te Reo Māori initially, or do you write it in English and then translate it over? What's the process for that? Yeah, for sure. With this one, so it's a pretty awesome feeling in our uh, in our band because we have um, Jarvin is he grew up in full immersion Māori, so mm. it's so wicked to have um, him there and. Uh, in this particular song, we had the idea of the song. I, I had started this, this idea in English, and then he started jamming it and kind of flipped it over into um, Te Reo, and it just felt like such a wicked, uh, a wicked direction to go because you know I I was always trying to be involved with um, with Māori and during my high school and all that, but then once I left, I felt uh like i had definitely kind of dropped off and not paid so much attention to my own culture and maori and um and then so having him back in uh back in like him around it really kind of opened my eyes back to my um maori side and it felt like having it this way him tra uh, translating our music and it was like almost like a perfect little like building block into learning uh learning my own um language you know so i'm seeing it as a perfect way for me to uh just get better and better with maori and speaking maori um i'm still learning maori you know it's like it's like a never-ending journey so it's like a perfect uh yeah i think it's like a perfect reason to make maori um music in maori you know it's um it's wicked it's not, it's quite it's got to be quite a special record then to to have that opportunity to release a song that's helped you 
kick off this new path for you musically but also help you to get back in touch with your heritage and things like that and here's the hope that uh, other young artists or just young people in general hear the record and they get that opportunity because i feel like music is such a great way for us to reconnect with our culture especially like Wyata and like like for some ones it's like worship records like church songs and things like that you know like they're really good ways of us like getting back in touch with our culture is that something you guys are planning to take forward into the future is creating more today records or do you see yourself making some um like english records as well do you guys have a plan or a vision for them yeah for sure um once Jarvin started singing that and um, and flipped it into maori it really felt like uh we should just do this like so now we've made other we've got you know, it's it's release day today. I don't want to get too ahead of uh, yeah. right now, but there's definitely, more, there's definitely more wire to there that are, are ready to be released. So they're all uh, they're all in Maori as well. So it's a um, it's wicked that we are like it's all it's all loaded there, man. It's like now we've just got to just got to ride the wave. Really, um, we definitely want to go forward and keep pushing our own um, our own culture. You know, it feels real. Like it's almost quite it's quite like it's scary it's like i'm not gonna lie it's a it's a scary thing especially when like i was saying you know i'm not there yet with um with being fully confident in myself with um speaking to real um but it's having this music help me is quite uh it's it's like fulfilling you know to to see on the spotify and see on our socials that we're we're uploading maori music it's it's a mean feeling and we're going to definitely keep going with that you know so uh, we'll keep pushing, uh, pushing music out and keep speaking in our language, you know, it's wicked. Well, here's to the future, man. Very exciting stuff. Thank for you sure. so much for taking the time out to, to join me on the show. Congratulations yeah. again on your debut release. Very excited for what the future holds for you, especially you guys being so young. Um, it's awesome. just, uh, I think just shows you guys are full of potential. I'm really excited for your future. Where can listeners, uh, stay up to date with everything Mirage? Where's the best place? sure thank you brother um yeah i'd say we've got our socials on instagram it's uh mirage uh i'm sorry what is it oh it's so bad i can't even remember mirage band official uh mirage music band that's what it is um <laughs> and uh that's where we'll be posting all of our socials but you know how it is it gets posted everywhere they all go they can all link together now so uh youtube we've got our video you could go check out it's pretty it's pretty sick it's pretty slick shout out to alan for um filming that one he did such a mean job um and then spotify and apple music you know that's where all of our wiretail will be streamed and um that's where you can bump it over summer because you know we've got to get the tunes going if you follow us on instagram you would have seen our news story yesterday about paris go bell's latest trainer she just done a collaboration with nike her latest sneaker a low dunk dropped yesterday it is bright pink with like green and some browns in there it's very glossy it's very loud it's very paris it is very very sick for those who don't know who paris gobel is evie if you don't know who paris is wake up wake, wake up. up paris gobel is like literally if you are even mildly interested in dancing you know who she is royal family hmm. like the most well-known like dance crew in the world yeah uh that's run by Paris. She's from South Auckland. She's been dancing since she was a kid. And her first, like, big moment with a big artist, which she's done heaps of now, was with J-Lo. Because J-Lo saw her do choreography on YouTube mm. and was like, whoa, 
Skills the future. Mm. Since then, she's like I think I don't know if people know this actually. She was she's like the queen of K-pop choreo. Mm. So before she was doing Rihanna, the Super Bowl, you know, multiple times at the Super Bowl, she was choreographing like some of the most popular K-pop songs ever. Some mm. of the most like viral K-pop choreography of all time is Paris. And like I don't know if people know that, but there's a lot of New Zealanders over there dancing in K-pop, full-time mm. jobs, paid choreographers doing what they love for a living because Paris paved the way for them. She is somebody who you also really got a champion for the sake that... I mean, I champion her because she's 685, but also because she has managed to weave young New Zealanders into the dance scene around the world. Like, the Rahana Halftime concert, there were so many Kiwis They're mostly on that stage. Most of their dancers are still yeah. Kiwis. So, like, the Sorry video, mm. Justin Bieber, mm. that was her. They did that in, like, two days. Mm. That's how good she is. They're all, like, New Zealanders, they're all Kiwi girls, and, like, whenever you see a periscopal piece of choreography, no matter how big the artist is, those dancers are gonna be from New Zealand and specifically they're gonna be from South Auckland she hasn't like pulled the ladder up or anything like she's always backing everybody creating pathways for them a lot of respect for her I also think she's so cool to the point that I never want to meet her because if she didn't like me I don't know what I would do and I don't know if she'd like me because I'm not that cool I just think she's so cool (laughs) like this is Paris's first shoe um, for the choreographer, dancer, athlete, Nike partner. This is her first ever show. Hopefully the first of many more to come. It is very exciting. It's out in stores now worldwide, and it's already becoming quite the collector's item, which is always cool. I, I like the idea that sneakerheads are buzzing out over a young South Auckland Samoan sneaker. That's yeah. just the coolest thing ever. So, But congratulations on the collaboration of Paris Go Bell. Um Somebody, somebody, somebody buy me the shoes. Yeah, I wouldn't mind a a pair myself, actually, everybody. Wouldn't mind a pair. (laughs) So as a young man in my late 20s, am I in my late 20s? I'm like just over the threshold of mid-20s. You could say mid still and no one would would come at you. Yeah, I feel like that's fair, right? Um, I have found recently a great level of, of, of judgment and stigma towards something that I don't think is a big deal. But when I go to the supermarket and I spend... $20, $20, I get a little sticker to go towards a free pan, and uh, all I hear is, oh, you're not going to be that coupon guy in your in your old age. And I'm thinking, I get a free sticker for spending 20 for every $20 I spend, and if I save up enough stickers, I get a wok and maybe a roasting pan, right? Mm. I'm just being, like, financially responsible. I'm not being frivolous. I'm getting free stuff for spending money I'm already spending. Like, I don't... I don't I don't see why I'm being stigmatized. For I mean, this. and the cozy lives whatever keeps you going, man. If the little stickers at the end of the of throwing all your money at the supermarket is what keeps you gets you up the next morning, pop off. And I love free shit. I I want to say that those supermarkets. This is this is what you get. You jacked up supermarket prices, and now you're like, oh, you get one sticker per twenty dollars. Bro, my groceries are four hundred bucks. Uh, after like two, three grocery shops, I'm getting that free walk. All right, yeah. it's not difficult for me. I did see, I did see your sticker chart thing. Oh, I got 180. Yeah, damn wow. girl. Yeah, I've been saving them for months. Damn. I've had help within the house. Okay. Yeah, because I get the groceries in the house, yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. just kind of like I, I, I get the stickers. But also, everyone else that if they go grab a couple things, they go sort of wants the stickers. Do you, so they bring me them. Do they just give you the stickers, or do you have to be like? Oh, I take my receipt to the counter and I go, if I'd use the self-checkout, and I'm like, 
<laughs> I have some stickers here. And the thing is, like, you go to the supermarket to get a few items, and now it's like a hundred bucks. So now yeah. I'm like, I five stickers, thank you. Yeah. The other day I was a dollar. I was like ninety nine dollars, and the lady gave me four stickers, and I said, Swedish rounding. Let's yeah. go up to a hundred, yeah, buddy. Don't, give don't me. It doesn't cost you to give me these stickers, all right, buddy. Yeah. yeah. So I'm um I'm hoping to get a pan. Yeah, I hope a you get that pan. And a I little casserole too. dish, I was thinking. You deserve that. Thank you. And I don't want to be judged for that feeling I'm not anyway. judging you. I would love to be an extreme couponer mm. if I could put the time into it. I just don't care enough. But, like, if I did, I'd be a coupon girly. Mm. But for mm. me, it's discount codes. I will not buy anything online until I find a discount code because when I tell you there is always a discount code, there is always a discount there's code. A, there's a browser extension yep. that caught... I, I won't say what it is, yeah. but... Um, you just hit it, like, when you open up a web page, it'll be like, hey, there's, like, six coupon codes if oh, you want to try them. And yeah. it will run through them, and it'll be like, hey, this is the best deal you can get. Because I try to Google them. Sometimes I will just enter random, typical girl names. Mm. Like, I'll be like, Instagram Emily, ones. 10%. And then maybe I'll get 10% <laughs> yeah. off Emily's discount. There used to be a website, a New Zealand website, that I, I, I used to go on, and you could just type... 10 off yeah yeah and you get 10 percent off yeah. like i don't know they didn't they yeah. fixed it now but um, like there was a period of time where yeah. i was just going like 50 off and it would be like Ding! <laughs> i was like what are you gonna do about it man it's not my fault i like, do like a thing where um if i'm buying clothes for example and i'm not buying the, the mm. coupons that i want much like midi here with just typing in a woman's name if you go on the website they always have like the linked instagram of all the girls who are like wearing oh. their clothes i just go look and see all their discount codes and mm. those are the ones you can usually stack Mm. Emily, Samantha, yeah. Jennifer, blah, 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 blah. Okay. All of a sudden, I've saved 50 bucks. Yeah. You not worry about I, it. Honestly, I haven't got into it enough with like these coupons. The closest I've ever got is when you get one of those muffin cards, and then it's like, if you buy two more muffins, you get mm. a free. And I've never made it to the free part. Mm. I've always like lost the card after like three stamps I do appreciate a cafe that lets you keep your cards there yeah that's, oh, that's yeah. always a, that's how you know you found a local cafe is if they hold on to your cards you can be like oh yeah. man that's like actually a- I worked at a cafe and we did that and it would get annoying though if someone was like where's my card because so, I'm not checking if you're using your card I'm yeah. just trusting that you grab your own card but sometimes there'll be people who come and just maybe take someone else's card and be like oh there's a free muffin on. yeah I'll use this one up now but I wasn't like but it's your name, Emily. You know? <laughs> I'm going to need to see some ID, yeah. mate. Oh, I mean, when you're like a minimum wage cafe worker, like, I'm just like oh. you don't go above and beyond, and I respect yeah. it. Yeah, and right? then if Emily comes and is like, hey, someone used my free muffin, I'm just like, okay, if I believe you, like, here, just have the muffin. I'll yeah. give you the muffin without a stamp, which is got tied off for that. Oh, okay, yeah, you yeah. probably would. Probably I was would. eating those muffins too at that cafe. It was like, <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Yes. <laughs> that's the best, that's the best coupon. Just mm. take the muffin yep. for free. Theft. <laughs> uh, overnight, Cyclone Lola uh, did hit land in Vanuatu. Um, this is actually the third cyclone to hit Vanuatu this year. It was significant. It was a significant weather event and reports are coming in this morning of widespread damage communities especially those more remote communities sorry Uh, they're saying it's worse than cyclone harold which hit in 2020 and that was known to cause some real widespread destruction and in terms of damage i mean the build-up of it with these three cyclones vanuatu looking at over um 86 million new zealand dollars for repairs uh, people staying at resorts in the area are safe, but there are reports that these resorts were damaged. People hid in their rooms all night, and it's just um, it's just really scary. And I'm I'm really like you know, heart goes out to 
everyone in Vanuatu. It's scary. And the cyclone is moving. It's not going to come to New Zealand, which, you know, thank goodness for that. But three cyclones in one year for Vanuatu, I mean, gosh. Yeah, I think when you look at the damage that cyclones inflicted in Aotearoa, and you consider that we're still cleaning it up to this day, think about what that's like in our less fortunate nations in the Pacific, where they don't have the money or the infrastructure to make those repairs as fastly and readily as possible. Just think about how much harder it is. Mm. I think that the cyclone here in Aotearoa probably gave people perspective as to what it's like when you live in the Pacific, where we have what we call hurricane season. Where, and by the way, cyclones, hurricanes are the same thing. It just yeah, depends well, where you are. The wind, 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 wind. Look. Um, but I think it gave people in Aotearoa the opportunity to recognize how fortunate we are here to not get cyclones like we do in the Pacific. It is a very difficult time um, for a lot of Pacific people as we are in that season and really just hoping the best for them. It, it is, this is going to sound really grim, but unfortunately we're going to be seeing more of these uh, if we continue to fail to tackle climate change, yep. um, especially with our low-lying, um, less fortunate Pacific Islands, uh, like I said, who don't have that infrastructure, mm. um, don't have the finances and resources, uh, we're going to be seeing more of this. And my heart goes out to Vanuatu and other Pacific Islands that are going to be affected by this cyclone, but also future cyclones. Joining me now on Su'umalo's seat is uh, one of my favourite guitarists in the country. Oh my God. Um, from Valkyrie, but now doing her own solo stuff, is Rebel Re. Kia ora, welcome. Hello, my sis. Yay! <laughs> we made it. <laughs> we made it. And we're here to talk about some new music you've got on the way. But before we get into that, just because we have to, because I loved the EP so much, we have to talk about Hidia, which came out um, over Matariki yes. earlier this year. And um, it's this beautiful, beautiful tribute uh, to your mama. Yeah. And you said on Facebook, oh, I, I was actually stalking you. But you <gasps> said on Facebook, um, when I say I don't sing, I meant that I never sang prior to mum's ta- um, tangi. Yeah. How does that feel to, I don't know, utilise your voice for the first time for something so meaningful? Jeez, oh, yeah. I, I, I remember that whole moment because I, I was supposed to just do the, the normal eulogy the the maori speech um and in my final it's just trying to make everyone laugh at a stupid time so but then i i saw the guitar and i was like oh no stuff it and i grabbed it and then i and then i just sung on that podium and bits of the microphone like started to stick in my mouth because of the phone <laughs> so it was this like this epic moment where everyone has never heard me sing and there's just foam bits coming out of my mouth and I'm laughing at mum's coffin over there. It's just this moment of absolute, um, a classic rebel read moment, but it was perfect. Like it was the first time I felt confident with my voice and yeah, it changed me. Like something clicked and I was like, oh, that's what she wanted all along. And a bit too late, but stuff it, we'll do it. Nah, she's listening. I mean, your voice is amazing. Oh, thank you. Like, I can't believe you were, like, hiding that away and you're in a band. Like, you <laughs> could have just been like, by the way, I can also sing beautifully. But so was that, I mean, going through, like, that pody, that grief, was yeah. that what made you realise, like, actually, I'm going to sing, I'm yeah. going to do it? Yeah, it was literally, um, especially um, during February this year, I was in a real dark hole and I was like, ah, and I felt real, um, that was the word, numb. Mm. And uh, I remember sitting in bed and I had this book uh, by Matua Witi, uh, Never Getting the Stars. And I was like, oh, well, I'll read that. It's going to make you feel better. I, f- I betcha. And then as soon as I read it, I was like, ah, should I celebrate mum and Matariki? Because 
yeah, we can celebrate mum and I can immortalise her. I was like, how should I do it? And I was like, oh, I'll write her a song. And I was like, oh, well, maybe I'll sing her this song. And then, then I wrote this song and then, yeah, that song changed my life. And now I'm sitting here. Like, <laughs> Look at that. Look at that. <laughs> yeah. It's just beautiful. Like, I was saying just before the interview, like, just how much that EP just, it just moved me. Like, oh. and I can't imagine that people listen to it and aren't moved. <laughs> but when you were in that recording process, did you yeah. feel sort of, like how special it was as you were putting it together, like for both for yourself and for other people that were going to listen to it. Yeah, no, it was because um, it was I had written the songs and it was just notes on my phone at the moment, at that moment, sorry. And then we went into the studio with um my my brothers, uh, Jess, Josh, and Graham, and we had never really practiced at all. So when we made it, we made it there on the spot, and then it was even more magical because we we're like in our headphones, we we're like. Oh my gosh, look at it. We're doing it. We're doing it. And I really wanted that kind of, um, you know, that Fleetwood Mac Nashville kind of warmth sound. And then we're just, we're creating it and we're just buzzing out as we're going. And everyone in the in the control room was like screaming. We could hear them in, in our ears like, ah! <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. It's like, it's kind of turning like, I don't know, a painful time into a beautiful piece of art. And yes. that's what music's all about, right? Yep. Like, But now that you're performing more solo stuff, not being on stage with Valkyrie, I mean, whenever mm. I see you guys live, you always look so comfortable up there. Like, yeah. it's classic rock star stuff. It's like, that's where they're supposed to like, super into it. <laughs> and now that you're on your own, like, do you get a bit nervous, like, oh going up there by yourself? You should see me. Like, I had a, I had a gig in Sydney, and I was, like, like a little train wreck, and I was like, oh, gosh. And then... um. I got through it. Lucky I have been on stage with Valkyrie to help me through that. But when you're by yourself and you have no one to like bounce off or I don't have my distortion and reverb to hide away from, I'm just like, oh, shit. It's just you, just the guitar, <laughs> just, just, me, just the voice. The voice. And I'm like, oh, here you go, ribs. You feel naked. Yeah, right. Natalie and Bruglia naked <laughs> on the floor. Nothing's right. I'm torn, you know? <laughs> How was South by Southwest in Sydney? There's a big um, Aotearoa cohort this year. Was... I, was, I felt like everyone was over there on my Instagram yeah. store. I was like, wow, okay. Go off, everybody. Having yeah. fun. Was it awesome? It was the best time for me as a musician. Um, even in our Valkyrie experiences, minus America. Yeah, um, Petrina and Nadia um, and Sarah Owen and Lorraine, they just made this kind of marae set up. And everyone would just go back to the marae. And then we were saying we need like a kohanga reo bus so we could hop on and then go and totoko everyone because we were spending like 180 bucks on Uber trying to get to everyone's shows to like be like, ah, oh, we're Kiwis. We love you. <laughs> but it was cool. And our um our Aotearoa house was the only one giving kai out every day. Every day. Which is how my guests came in, there's like a plate of kai for them. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it kind of like, this is going to sound kind of mean, but was it, when you perform to like Australians especially, like if you're singing, like if you're singing in Reo Māori as well, like yeah. are, are they, are, <laughs> or are they kind of like, who this? Um, well, actually, um, I was singing to Taiwanese in um, Thailand, uh, like they're like... Uh, government people oh cool yeah yeah so oh, oh, yeah, yeah they they came in to see me and there's like 12 of them in a row and i was just like oh no my <laughs> and then yeah i sing into them and then afterwards they're like they really love the show and they're like hugging me and then taking their photos and they're really moved even though they didn't know what i was saying really um but they felt it but so. that's the main thing right yeah, like yeah, yeah. Music transcends language. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, let's get to the new music now before I get carried oh, away. Yeah. Tell me about, we've got a new song coming November, right? Yes. Tell me everything we need to know about it, except unless there's spoilers, you don't have to give no. out spoilers. 
There's no spoilers. <laughs> um, so it's called Misty Blue, um, and it's it's for mum. Uh, Hedia was like this, um, my version of my grief, and then Misty Blue is mum singing to me, so it's a different point of view. Uh, and it's this kind of like Eric Clapton-y kind of, um, yeah, real Don Kalonky on a horse, but you're also in Toy Story kind of vibes. I love that. <laughs> I like your vibe getting a bit more country on the guitar. Like, I, more like, I was like, let's go. Okay. Like, I like it. I think it's like, um, I think country music and like your Eric Clapton's of the world and stuff, like some of the most moving music and some of the best lyricists ever. So yeah. like, seems like the perfect type of people for you to be listening to on the playlist. Exa- right? Exactly. While we're talking about country music, can I tell you a secret? Yeah. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Sorry. I'm heading to Nashville next year. Um, and I'm going to be the first Māori to record at Sun Records. Yes, that's awesome. Oh, that's is it, is it so, crowd? yeah, clap for that. That's cool, man. That's Thanks, cool. Mate. You got the boots already. Thank you. You're ready to go. <laughs> that's sick. Cool, eh? That's so cool. Yeah, yeah. It's just so inspirational, like, that not only, like, Hidea being this, like, just moving piece of music about mm. grief and then now you're going to do a whole another one. Um, I've talked to a few people about this and a few people have said the same thing, so I'm just interested in your opinion. Mm. When I talk to a lot of just Māori artists, they say that they feel that the New Zealand music industry kind of wants to put you in a box of Mm. what is and what isn't Māori music. Mm. And Mm. I find that quite interesting. And I wanted to know your thoughts on it, especially with Valkyrie being, I mean, it's genre-bending, like rock, rock star, like Mm. music. Do you ever feel yourself in that box? Or, and if you do, like, how does, how do you navigate that? Nah, never. That's I, awesome. Yeah, yeah. No, I've never... Personally, I've never. Valkyrie, we did have, like, this kind of, like, uh, who are we? You know, a Jason Bourne moment. <laughs> yeah. um, but no, as myself, I know exactly who I am, and, and the industry is just... Yeah, it's... We, I feel like in the last year, it's changed, you know? It's uh, it's more diverse. Um, but, yeah, in terms of doing Māori music, it's just... It's even more... It's even more. It's it's good. It's good to be a Maori musician at this time in in life and 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 help lead the way for our our younger generation. Yeah, um, no. I was gonna ask you like you know like what's next, but I mean Nashville's next, right? Oh, yeah, like, yeah. What's the dream venue? Like if that's the dream place to record, what's the dream venue? Yeah, well, uh, I want to go down to New Orleans, um, and do a little six-hour ticket tour. Uh, just drive down. Um, I'd love to perform in a little blues jazz bar. See, we can't, as Kiwis, we can't actually perform and make some money because you need a visa. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, it will be a showcase. Um, <laughs> it's going to be a showcase, guys. And It's a fundraiser yeah. uh, for me. <laughs> um, so if I could perform somewhere in Memphis as a showcase. Actually, I can, actually, because um, I'm working with BMG. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they might know someone in Nashville and then also working with Taylor Guitars. So they might have a little uh, showcasey thing I can do there. Yeah, a little bit of an in, bit of a loophole even. Yeah. Bit of a loophole. Um, and then when I go down to New Orleans, I just want to go into a smoky jazz bar and I want to see like this sax player and this pianist. And I just want to walk in they're like, well, you, you you look like you're a guitarist. And I'm like, yes, I am. Well, you're not from around here, are you? And I'll be like, oh, how did you know? And <laughs> chuck it on and just give it a little whittly wee. And... <laughs> I can see it. I can see it. It's got to happen for you. Yeah, I love it. I, so. I mean, dream venue being overseas, what's your favourite place you've played in Aotearoa? I think for Rebel Raid, Rainham Park was amazing because 
I was allowed to design this kind of immersive 360 stars that were surrounding us in the cosmos and so that was cool um and valkyrie i think it's got to be it was pride gig actually last oh, year yes I was there, there. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was just something different about the audience and and yeah now we felt like this weird wave of energy that just hit us with finally they're they understood our music you know sometimes it's hard to get valkyrie across to people because they're mm. like what is this is this Guns N' Roses? <laughs> <clears throat> um, but yeah, last year we didn't even have to try. They just knew who we were. So I remember that, though. I feel like that Pride was like the first one that we'd all been able to go to properly after. Like, yeah. home, so everyone was on such a good bus. <laughs> I had such a good day. Everyone was so nice. <laughs> I yeah. saw um, Valerie, uh, Valerie, Valkyrie Valerie? as well, nominated at um, the Whiter Moldy Musical yes. Awards video. Are you an awards person? Do you get stoked about an award? No, I, I get excited about a fly going past. <laughs> it made a sound that I liked. I was like, wow. <laughs> um, no, I'm, I'm an excited person in general, but... We're pretty excited, and we still don't know the results yet, so... I know. Well, I win. I I don't know. I keep going on the website being like, okay, (laughs) no updates, but we'll let you guys know. But to wrap us up, tell us, when's the new single? Where's the best place to get it? Mm. What's the apps? What's the follows? What's the gigs? Plug, plug, plug. Plug, pluggy, plug. I'm not really a pluggy person, everyone. I'm a very old school... um, (laughs) I'm a very old school. I've got a 90s Panasonic uh, TV at home. Uh, I watch DVDs. Uh, So, Misty Blue is not on a DVD. I wish it was. Um, But it'll be on your normal um, young platforms. Uh, November the 5th, which is Mum's one-year anniversary. Also Guy Fawkes, because Mum likes to be epic and go out in a bang. Um, and so, yeah. It's been you. great to chat to you. I'm really excited about Thank the you. new music. Thank you so much for having me. Yay! Mā Harry, like many white men before him, has decided to tour Europe, the homeland, where they make white people. <laughs> he's returning to his roots, all right? He's out on a concert. He's gone for, like, over a month. He's like, he's Hungarian, he's not even going to Hungary. He's no, I think to... he is. Oh, is he? Yeah, I'm pretty oh, sure he is. He's very excited about that. I know. I was like, man, get in touch with the roots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, this is our brand new segment. Where in the world is Harry? It's Harry dun, dun, Watch. Dun, dun, dun. It's Harry Watch. We're watching Harry. Uh, fun fact about Harry's trip, first thing. Uh, he has posted over 50 photos uh, since he left, uh, what, two two weeks ago. Yeah. Um, um, and well, he hadn't posted since August before that. Yeah. Harry's how Harry uses Instagram is he'll do a dump every couple months mm. of just like everything that he's done that month. That's and, Harry, and it, and it's just like dump. Yeah, that's what he calls it. The caption. It's just a bunch of like, photos of him doing the same face. Yeah, and then doing some sports, and then yeah, yeah that's that's, that's it. But he's having a great time. Uh, he's made a lot of friends with other people on the Contiki tour, mm, mm. as you can imagine, and they look like the people you'd imagine on a Contiki tour of Europe, which is what he wanted. Yeah, they're white. Yeah. That's what we were trying to say. I mean, there's a, we obviously don't have any problems with white people, but it's just you know, it's, it's a Contiki tour. Yeah, he's um, he has as of right now, he has visited Copenhagen, Denmark, Berlin, Germany, Warsaw, Poland. And now my favourite place, he's just put somewhere in Europe. He also got up on stage at some point and was performing a song wearing a Foley t-shirt. It was not a Foley song. The quality of the video was 
about a one out of ten, mm. and he's tagged Foley in it, be like merge all the way to Europe. Yeah, right I know. <laughs> and it's like no one can see what's happening. It reminds me of. In the most loving way possible towards Martha or Harry, it reminds me of a divorced dad going on a wee holiday for himself. Or you know those bits on 90 Day Fiance where they split up for a bit? Mm. And it's like, what's this one doing? And they're just like, unts, unts, partying. Mm. The other's at home with like a baby or something. It's giving it's giving that, but we're stoked for him. And uh, we are watching him closely. Yeah, we're going to keep an eye on Harry, keep you up to date with everything Harry's doing, um, invading his privacy mm. as he tries to enjoy this holiday. Um, I, I'm making it my effort to once a day message him something work related because he said to me because I dropped him off at the airport he was like you know I'd never get mad if you messaged me about work and I said let's test that theory that's so funny let's find out I've just been le- I've been leaving him alone he, mm. he deserves a break from me as much as anyone else you know I do think it's funny though whenever people go on on holiday they feel the need to update you on every single thing that they're doing and has happened in real time. Like I've had friends and, you know, in, in some in Euro summer, everyone went. Hmm. Everyone that I knew was doing Euro summer. And it's like breakfast, walking to lunch, lunch, walking to dinner, dinner, beach. I'm like, like, yeah. Harry actually hasn't done that. He hasn't been super obnoxious, which I appreciate. He's just taking photos of all the places he's at. Yeah. But he hasn't done the like, this is what I ate today. Like, you know? He never he I, he never would know to do that. Character. We miss him. X FKA Twitter. Also I'm just gonna call it Twitter. Nobody's called it X. No one's calling it X. Even in the news, they call X, formerly known as Twitter. Everyone has to specify because nobody knows what X is. Yeah. Um, it's a silly, it's a silly, silly, silly name. Speaking of things that Elon has absolutely dropped the ball on, X is now going to cost to use. So before he introduced all these weird subscription plans where you could pay for blue chick and you could pl- pay to be verified and blah, 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 blah. Well, now it's looking like you're going to have to pay just to use the platform. And this is his approach to tackling the issue of bots. But bots had blue check marks before, so I don't. Bots are not the issue, man. Yeah. It's the the psychos. It's the it's the crazy people. It's the it's the get a yeah. job, like yeah. get off of Twitter, people. It's it, not the bots. I don't care about the bots. It's also really strange because if I, I I don't know if I'm saying this other country right, but the only places they're testing this trial where they're going to be making you pay to use Twitter is New Zealand and Denmark, and I just don't know how they came to that. Oh. I actually know the answer to this question. I love it when I know stuff. Fun fact. Okay, New Zealand, Germany, and Denmark for many years often get used as like testing grounds. Like on mm. Facebook, for example, we got the new stuff first. They tested out back in the day before streaming. We get radio singles tested out here, mm. and that's where you'll find a bunch of random bands or artists or songs that are really big only in New Zealand and Germany because they tested well here, but no one else. And that's because we have a small enough population, but a big enough population with a like diverse enough population to test things out in like a meaningful way Mm. so like Denmark similar population to us Mm. Um, great chocolate over there shout outs we got Whitakers they've got whatever they've got we've got heaps in common heaps in common Um, but that's why they do it Fun fact. Does Elon know that we're facing a cost of living crisis? Like, I feel like a quick Google search might have told him that, like, bro, I'm paying $3 a litre for for petrol. Teslas are, like... I can't afford a Tesla. Well, here's here's the thing, though. I'm not giving Elon a dollar. I don't think there's a single application that I would pay a subscription, like, social media application 
that I would pay to use. I don't no. think I'd pay to use Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Uh, oh, TikTok's a different one because I feel like it's an entertainment. It's like almost a streaming service. Mm. I could understand potentially paying. Don't do it. Don't do it. But if you looked at it in the same vein of like Netflix and stuff like that, mm. we pay for a subscription for a streaming service. I can understand that. But this is a social media app. I'm going to be real with you. I ain't paying for shit. If they want me to pay for any of these apps, I'm off. I don't care. Like they're not like, they're not a right. They mm. are like a, just an app. Yeah. They are an app. That's all they are. Yeah. So it's like, I don't care. If they were like, Instagram costs money, I'd be like, well, bye. Yeah. And, and I'm that's not on I'm, Twitter I... anyway. I can't be trusted on that app, so I'm not paying for it. Also, there is not a lot of people who I'd be like, I would pay a dollar for your opinion. It would be like Cher, Solange Knowles, few other people. I don't know. Speaking of, uh, you mentioned Cher. Cher. And, and, and Solange. Solange. What do they have in common with you? They have ADHD. Boom. Yeah, that's right. Not Cher. shocking. Share the like literally she's been around forever a career that she manages to recreate every 10 years got a Christmas album coming out I'm really excited she's got ADHD and she made it and I was pointing out the other day my little ADHD little moment that I that I had uh, Simone Biles ADHD talking about how if you've got ADHD you can be better at the thing that you like and are good at than anyone mm. else could ever be Simone Biles Simone Biles best gymnast who ever lived one of the top athletes who ever lived she's got ADHD Got ADHD. Also, uh, in a shocking twist that no one could have possibly seen coming, Ty from Extreme Home Makeover moved that bus. Yep. Got ADHD. That's how he came up with those bizarre-ass bedrooms. I, I honestly feel like him and Exhibit. Does Exhibit have ADHD? Because I just feel like the two of them are like, oh, oh, you like fish? I'm going to turn your bedroom and car into an aquarium. I don't know if Exhibit does, but I mean, it would be... I wouldn't want to make any guesses. I'm not a doctor. Johnny Depp also has ADHD. Oh, no. Know? Yeah, there's, oh. there's, there's hits and misses, you yeah. know, like with everything. <laughs> but yeah, there's a, there's a lot of um, celebrities with ADHD. I think it's kind of cool. I think it's kind of slay, but inspiration for me. Share. Like, that's the main one. Um, you know what? I would pay a dollar for Cher's tweets. I would pay a dollar for yeah, That's fair. That's I would. Fair. They're amazing. There's always something cool when you find out you have this slightest thing in common with somebody. Like when I found out I share a birthday with Rahana. Oh, uh, I have something in common with a celebrity. Have you heard of Rahana? We share a birthday. So I feel right. about me and Tim Burton having the same favourite painting. So I'm like, yeah, emos. <laughs> 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 me and Van Gogh, both ringers. Yeah. <laughs> <He's a con. laughs> hey, that's all the time we got for today's show. Big shout out to our guests, Mirage, Rebel Reed from Valkyrie. We're very grateful for their time in Corridor. Uh, thank you for tuning on in. That is our Thursday show. And uh, like we always say, so far, so we four and... See you next Tuesday.